Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. What a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hands. Notes for what? <laughs> I always I make notes as we go along. I'm like, <laughs> we still do show notes. Yeah. Is it? A little bit. I thought we stopped doing show notes. Like I make them very brief. 20 episodes ago. <laughs> I make them very brief, and then if a name or the title comes to my head, I put it down immediately. That's what makes it so easy for me to get them out. Got it. Yeah. I've always been more of the camp of just name them numbers. <laughs> yeah, I got numbers and a name. <laughs> it's just a fun little game for me, I think. Yeah. You know. Something to do. Something to do. <laughs> That's what the whole point of this podcast is. I suppose. Wait, hold on. I'm like peeking a little bit. Yellow the peaky peaks. Got some peaky peaks. Got some yellow... Yellow tips. Alrighty. Peking peaking looks like Bart Simpson. Sorry? Peking looks like, you know, because like in most programs, if you're peaking, it's like yellow before it gets red. Uh-huh. And it's like usually spiky. Yellow's not peaking. Yellow's the sweet spot. Is it? Yeah. I've been doing things all wrong. Yeah. Well, yellow is, well, that depends on what you're talking about, really. But when it comes to music, you kind of want to be in the yellow. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to be in the red. You want to stay in like that sweet spot between like yellow, orange, if, you know, the reader has that. Anyway. So you want to have that sweet little like silhouette, not silhouette, like backlit mountain vibe of yellow. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Kind of. That's going to change my editing going forward. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yellow is not peaking. Red what's is, is peaking. That, what's negative three? Negative three, is it yellow? What? Uh, minus three decibels. Like, isn't it? Because in the few YouTube videos I watched about audio, uh-huh. you want to keep it pretty consistently at negative three for like YouTube videos, for example. Okay. I don't even know what negative three means, but... Negative three dB, you mean? I guess so. But is that... What's zero dB? Is that nothing? <laughs> How does that work? Um, I think it's more of like, it's the, oh man, I'm going to be talking so out of turn here, but it's more of like the signal output because it's depending on how, mm. what, what you record in like and, right. h- and how many dB that you're recording in, like the gain and, and all that stuff. Right. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of make sure that I don't blast it. You want to sound good, basically. I, I do sometimes run the danger of going a bit too soft though. Right. Especially, <laughs> yeah, as she said. <laughs> especially when like my software like, auto normalizes without me knowing right. or something like that yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. just stupid no good stuff to know dull speak no good this stuff is on my mind because remember when you were a kid and then the hollies came around and it was your time to like chill like maybe you had a lot of family stuff but it was definitely like there was no school you mm-hmm. we weren't working yet it was very chill right as, a, as an adult in the entertainment business it is the opposite i'm fucking so busy right but it's great so this kind of editing stuff is on my head because I'm editing together some videos and stuff that I can't wait to share with everyone. Nice. It's going to be great. How, 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 how it, like, has the schedule been kind of stacking up for you over the last few months? Yeah. Nice. It like ramped up. Mm. And just, you know, luck stuff. I, I, I'm guessing the people who are listening have seen me in the stupid shoppy ads. Some of you have. <laughs> Sorry for bothering your YouTube time or your... You know it's a big ad when it's like 
the default ad when you're not signed into any account. That's crazy. Yeah. Like if you're not signed into your Gmail account and like that's the ad that pops up, that's good. that means like that's like the main ad that YouTube Singapore is running for the day or two. That's crazy. Yeah. That's funny too because like sometimes you'll get a gig and you'll know it's a big gig and mm-hmm. there's like a lead up to it. Here there was like, hey, we're just doing a little in-house video for this comp this e- e-commerce company. Just come on down. We're not going to pay you much. And so I came when down, you shot like, it, when you shot it, there was no knowledge as to who the client was or I think I heard a couple days before that it was Shopee. Right. But yeah. I don't get it though. I feel like Shopee, Lazada, all the easy, all these fucking platforms. It's like every other, like every week or every month, there's a new sale, and it's kind mm. of become a little bit like meaningless. Is it like you know how like those some stores are called like going out of business? Store? Very much. It's very much that. Like we're yeah. going out of business. We're clearing our stock, and it seems to happen like every like it's the other default. Week. I don't, I don't quite get it, and I think it's a scam. Right. Like, it's like ten, ten, eleven, eleven, twelve, twelve, twelve. 20, 20s, whatever it is. I'll always find a reason. Are you turning down your air purifier? Don't do it. It feels good now. Aw, it wasn't that loud. What? You turned down your air purifier because it like, it's an automatic mode, so it like senses dust, so it like went... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was loud on my side because my mic is facing To be fair. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, I'm good. How are you, buddy? What, um, do, what do you want to talk about? I don't know where to start. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, we took a week off. Yeah. A lot of things that happened. Yeah. I, I don't quite know where to start. Uh, it's, uh, it's I, I, I hate this year with <laughs> like so much of my heart. Oh, dear. Um, it, like... You know, like those those times when you're like, oh, yeah, that's a rough time, but I would relive it the exact same way if I could. Nope. Nope. Fully regret this year. Yeah. I just want to cancel it. Can we cancel 2020? Yeah. That, I mean, that, feels like, that's like, that feels like the only way to make sure that like we don't hear about it for I at mean, least the next eight months. If any year was a harassing year, <laughs> if any year was a pervert year. It's yeah. relentless. 2020. I think 2020 is up there. Yeah. Uh, 1939, which is the start of World War II, is up there. Yeah, some, some years that deserve to be canceled. I mean, it wasn't so bad for the Germans, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. For them, it would be 1944. Yeah. From their point of view, mm-hmm. D Day would when they they want to cancel. Yeah, it. but like you know, someone was having fun. Yeah, like this year is just no kind one's of having like, fun. Yeah, it's like widespread misery. Yeah, except Bill Gates. Well, he's because he started it. <laughs> Him and his five G towers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I will never understand that conspiracy theory. Like it's insane. It's insane that a lot of people believe it. Yeah, it people. Like a lot of people. Anyway, people. That's, all that shit's kind of meaningless because uh, yeah, the past uh, few weeks. Um, or like the past, I don't even know what time is anymore. The past two weeks, I've mostly been uh, in and out of the hospital. Yeah. Uh, my mom went through a pretty major heart surgery uh, two Sundays ago. Yep. And it was a necessary surgery, um, one that needed to be done like kind of sooner than later because um, essentially what was happening was that uh, one of the valves in her heart wasn't working properly yeah. and it was causing like condensation in her lungs. And um, if left unchecked, her lungs could basically like fill with water. And, Edema, like, yeah. Yeah, you'd drown from inside. Um, but yeah, so the surgery itself, it's called a mitral valve replacement. It's mitral? Mi- mitral, mitral, whatever yeah. it is. You know, not so fun fact, but it's called the mitral valve because the, the hat the Pope wears is a mitre and that valve is shaped like that. Gross. Like, is it? Oh, because it's the church. 
well, it's more like they definitely well, they shaped the hat after a heart valve. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if it was a coincidence or uh, no, the heart came first. <laughs> yeah, but the name for that valve come first. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, that's a good she, question. <laughs> she, she got it replaced, um, and the surgery itself is a fairly high success rate kind of thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, among heart surgeries, it seems like that's the most one, yeah. the most common, and be the most like yeah, yeah. But you know, you throw in the factors of uh, she's older, sure. uh, blood pressure, um, blood viscosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also a thing um, with surgeries. Essentially, after the operation, which went through okay, her body and her vitals just didn't respond very well to it, mm. and things just kind of crashed for a bit. Ugh, scary. And yeah, it was it was honestly like kind of fucked up and really terrifying. And I it 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 sucks to think about, but I I, I think like legitimately we almost lost her last Sunday. Seriously. Um, it was either that or like an induced coma to make sure that you know her body just chills for a bit. Yeah. But that was fucking terrifying. Thankfully, that didn't last longer than like a few hours. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They it went. They went back in and yeah. they did doctor magic. They fixed it, um, but it prolonged her recovery process. So even though she was due to leave the hospital like three days ago now, she's still there. Um, but hopefully within the next couple of days, she's allowed to go back. Yeah, and she's she's not in ICU, right? No longer, yeah, no. Could. She's just in the ward. Um, and she, just today, she got taken off like all the stuff that is attached mm, to her. That's good. Um, like so, IV drip and stuff, everything? Like a bunch of things. Like she, it, it, it was, it was she, yeah, it was just crazy. Over the course of the last week and a half, she's had, like she's been intubated. She's been like fucking... I don't know what you call it, but when they stick a thing in between your ribs to drain your lungs or something, yeah, like, yeah, to yeah. drain the fluid from your body, um, IVs, all kinds of little things here. It's there, scary, right? Antibiotics. All did, that you, stuff. did you did you see her when like she was like sleeping and like all those tubes are in there and the machines and stuff? That's a very scary image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it's pretty much been like every day, like um, been going over there, hanging out for just like keeping her company. Yeah. Um, like giving her like massages and all that to make sure the blood circulation is going well. But man, hospitals are just fucking. They're 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 quite a trip because mm. anywhere outside of a hospital, you're like the world is basically trying to do its best to distract you from thinking about your humanity that's and a, thinking about your mortality. It's a good way of putting it. The actually. world is trying its best to distract you and go look at this and look at that and buy this and do that. Um, the moment you step through those hospital doors, it just comes back down to reality. Yeah. Everything is just whoomp. Everyone is a person. Yeah. And everyone will die. Yes. And everyone is going through some really tough shit right now. You know, yeah. like just when you think that you're having a tough day, you walk past somebody who's, who might have just lost a sibling or might have just lost a parent or grandparent. Yeah. Um, perspective. I it mean. puts the whole fucking planet into, into perspective. And um, it's, it's been, you know, it's, not, it's, like one of, it's one of those things where like you're not surprised by it. It's just when it hits you, like it hits you like a wave, you know, because yeah. the world is so good at being distracting. Um, but yeah, anyway, long story short, it's been a rough week and a half for her. Uh, thankfully, she is on a path to recovery and um, will probably be back to normal like in like two months time. Yeah. But between now and then, it's going to be like exponential recovery. Yeah. But in terms of her being back to like, you know, s- semblance of 100%. Probably like two ish, three months, maybe. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, because yeah. you know she's a sixty-something-year-old woman who got mm-hmm. cut open mm-hmm. down the middle. Right. So that shit takes a while to heal, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, yeah. 
No, it was good. I mean, prayers were answered. Some good vibes were sent. And they were mm-hmm. received. So, yeah, we're yeah. all very, yeah, we're all very proud, very happy. The yeah. dumbest fucking thing um, was that uh, before, so so in in the morning, we sent her off to the surgery room. Mm-hmm. Like we woke up early, sent her to the hospital, hung out with her, mm-hmm. uh, like prayed with her, um, just comforted her. She was terrified, as yeah. she would be. Everyone was. Like, like she was terrified. We were kind of like, we know that this is a very high success rate operation. This doctor has a very good track I mean, record. So it's we weren't scary, dude. It's a like, scary thought. It, like to be honest, at the time that morning, I wasn't worried. Uh-huh. I just felt really like I. I just felt so much pity for how afraid she was. Right. Like a lot of empathy for how how scared she was. Yeah. So that was where most of like my emotions were coming from because I honestly just assumed that the like, it was going to go smoothly and then it would just hurt, but she will recover and be better. Yeah. You know? Um, so stayed with her in the morning, blah, blah, blah. And then I had to do some like fucking esports league of legends, <laughs> oh, yeah. mobile gaming. Oh yeah. Thing. I forgot that was the same day. Shit. Yeah. Um, Ugh. yeah, because that, I, I, I booked that gig like months ago and my mom only got noticed that she was going to go in for surgery like two weeks before that. Yeah. Um, so I, I went back home to do this thing while half my mind was not in it at all. But like that, like the other half of my mind was like really just telling myself and self-soothing and going, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. She'll yeah, be yeah. out and it'll be fine. And by tomorrow she'll be recovering. Did you, did you guys win? Uh, no. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. why. Uh, yeah. But no, but it was just really fucked because like right before we played um, like what was going to be the last game, mm. uh, my dad essentially called like oh. after sending a text saying that, you know, the operation was successful. Uh. He called me and then proceeded to brief me about like what had happened the complications. and the complications yeah, 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 yeah. and everything. And oh my God. Like everything just fucking like the world essentially just stopped, and I was like, I like, I just told the rest of the team like, guys, there's a huge possibility that this isn't gonna work out, and I'm just gonna bounce. Like, yeah, man, <laughs> I'm sorry, team, but we're not gonna win anyway. So like, can I bounce? I might need to bounce. Um, but thankfully, got the green got the green light from the doctor shortly after. Mm-hmm. Still lost the game anyway. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, don't, I forgot. Could that. be worse. I yeah. forgot that whole thing happened. Yeah, it was a it was a shit show. Like I think we won one game and lost the rest, <laughs> essentially. Um, League of Non Legends. Yeah, but um, yeah, like just happy. Mom's okay. Happy that um, it's going to uh, make her stronger, and like. With most of these things, right? With most family uh, turmoil or tragedies, mm-hmm. you kind of hope that uh, good comes out of it and that it brings the family closer together. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really happy that like it did bring the family closer together. It didn't like cause any like fights That's or good. arguments or tension. Like everyone is kind of just like banding together to like support support her. That's great. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to to have that. So while it has been like a fucking waking nightmare for the last <laughs> yeah m- month or so, um, like that side of it is definitely very comforting. That yeah. side of it is like yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, what else? Oh, also there was um the the show last weekend. Um, and that was also something that was like, I, I wasn't sure what the fuck my brain or body was going to do. 
Yeah. Because um, I didn't know how prepared I was. I didn't know physically or mentally or psychologically, whatever, how prepared I was, especially after all the stuff with mom. And yeah. um, just in general, like how the year has been and all the lack of performing and all of that. Um, but I feel like that's something that we should get into together because you also recently have been doing yeah. live shows with audience. Um in the year of 2020. It's crazy. And it, it, if it wasn't for all that shittiness that you went through, it actually would have been kind of nice because I happened to have an improv show the exact same night you had your performance. So it was mm. like, we stepped back on stage at the same time. That's kind of cool. Mm. Oh, my show, my, oh, my show went fucking great. It was such a good experience. It felt so good. Nice. We were super unprepared, but then we just, it's improv. So we just, and that's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean like, yeah, you weren't you we, weren't warmed we, up. We weren't warmed up. We hadn't played with each other much in that unit. Me and Annie and Asher, that my two improv buddies. Right. But yeah, we just got on stage. We kind of crushed it. Felt really good. Got really good feedback. Um, it was great because it was a lot of times a lot of my students were in the audience and they'd never really seen a proper show before. So feels good, man. Felt good. <laughs> like got some great laughs. Got some tears apparently. So felt good. Felt good. Feels good to be back on stage. That's for sure. How did it feel to like actually hear a response to it was the things that you did? Great. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. I'm like, oh yeah, that's yeah. what this like. This is that's what this is like. Yeah, it's it's trippy as hell because like I've probably done like uh, over the since since February March probably like thirty to no yeah like, like thir- Zoom thirty to forty unique performances yeah unique i say with very big quotes separate performances yeah, yeah, yeah. but they were all the fucking same because yeah. it's just in front of my computer with a land connection and a fucking yeah. like tiktok ring light and uh performing and doing songs consecutively to no response yeah to absolutely nothing and then you just kind of sing there and go hey thank you guys and then go on um <laughs> that like last weekend when like I, I i stepped on stage and there were people like cheering i was like wow feels it felt weird to yeah. be honest it felt weird because I, I we we did two shows that um on on, on sunday it was a uh-huh. matinee and then the the night show and the matinee was prob it, it was just like a huge adjustment period because sure. like first time back and it was also like a really weird gig because it was held in like an abandoned power station kind of thing mm-hmm. i think they did a music festival there last year or something but it's, it's a space that could easily fit thousands but they only fit like 200 250 people in yeah it. and they're all spaced apart individually and placed around a stage so i felt more like some kind of avant-garde like art exhibit rather than like Forget that doing a concert <laughs> um but you know experience and all that it helps you like push through that weirdness of it yeah um doesn't make it any less weird but man it felt good to be back it felt good to like play with people again it felt good to like fuck up and, <laughs> like, and like catch yourself you know and um it was mostly just like a lot of my anxiety about it were the, the main two things were can we play as a band uh-huh. like in sync and tight yeah considering that we haven't really rehearsed very much we haven't yeah. played for a live audience in yeah. ages um and the second thing was whether or not I would gas out. Because historically, when I don't perform for a very long time, the first gig back, especially if it's like a long set, uh-huh. um, I, I would most likely like... Get tired. <laughs> Run out of breath. Like, it, it, it's only happened to me once. 
It only happened to me once, but that one time was enough to like give me some proper PTSD. I'm sure it was like it was last year, and I hadn't performed a, a full gig for about like two months. I was only doing like two, three song sets, uh-huh. you know, like 10, 15 minute things. Little appearances. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then suddenly I did like this 45 minute set, which is usually like fine. 45 minute sets, yeah. you, you can just breeze past them. But this was the first one I'd done in two months. Didn't prepare, didn't really, I mean, we rehearsed, but we didn't, I didn't like mentally or physically prepare myself for that huge leap. Mm-hmm. And halfway through that 45 minute set, I was I was just gassed. Ooh. Like, I just had no energy. Like, I was singing in tune, but I wasn't pushing anything. I had no... I, I just... I, I didn't feel like I was giving the audience anything. And I also felt myself, like, physically unable to, like, <laughs> like, like push it forward. And I was terrified that that was going to happen at some point during the set. Right. Um, because that plus, like, the 10-month layoff, I didn't know. I just wasn't sure. Um, but, man... It's it's really nice to live in one of the countries where like live entertainment is happening again. Hell yes. Um, I think the the way forward, or like the best solution to like get gigs normalized and feeling not too weird, is just doing smaller gigs in smaller spaces. Mm-hmm. Because there's a rule now where if you have two hundred fifty and below, then you're good. You just need to socially distance and blah, blah, blah. Regardless of the size of the space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But if it's 250 or more, 250 and above, you need to get swabbed before watching the show. Yeah. Rachel went to, uh, who was it, Ben and Narelle. A bunch of people had to show at MBS. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You got to get get swabbed. So you either got to get swabbed at the venue or you get swabbed by your own doctor and you bring evidence. Yeah. Which, you know, it's kind of like, it's it's a non-starter for some and a a very huge caveat for many. Um, I would do it. I mean, I would just do it at the venue. Yeah. Experience, feel a thing up my brain. Yeah, but never like, been touched in that location before. But like, <laughs> just thinking about like the general audience, you know, it's hard enough to get people of course. to go out to watch local acts. Yeah, of course, of course. Of you course. add a stipulation of getting a long stick shoved up your nose, and I feel like the numbers go down significantly. <laughs> um, but also because like when you have a bunch of people but super spaced out. And like crazily distanced, it it it's just it 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 f- feels a bit off. Mm-hmm. Something about the energy feels a bit weird. I feel like if it was just smaller spaces with a smaller audience, yeah, like fifty to a hundred people in a smaller space, you know, just keep it that way, much more intimate. I feel like then the audience is getting a good experience as well. Mm-hmm. Because my biggest concern of how a lot of live shows are starting in Singapore is that they're just kind of starting so that they can say they've started yeah. while not really thinking about the audience experience. Yeah. Because they're still paying money. They're still paying course, money, giving time giving to go time, to these things. Course. And sure, in the beginning, I guess it's cool if it's like weird and like, oh, we got to stand here and queue here and yeah. then like move in sections. Because maybe it's also like, hey, we're figuring it out together. You know, yeah, the audience like it's cool the in the beginning, promoters. but at some point it needs to be worthwhile for the audience yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. show up to this and have a good experience. And if possible, even like have an experience that will get their minds off of the whole fucking thing for the whole sure. time. As opposed to it being just right in their faces the entire time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. A lot of the rules that they've been putting out don't make scientific sense. But, you know, it's more for, like, you know, precaution. Doing their part. They're just doing their thing. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? It's more for precaution and more to, like, just make sure that they have all the bases covered even if no one is standing within, like, 100 feet yeah. of it. And, and then at the end of the day, dude, like, 
Uh, I've seen concerts that are like thousands of people. I've seen concerts that are in the hundreds and dozens. Like those small intimate concerts are great. And if you can get like bigger acts to do that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if that means we have to pay more of a premium. But now I, I just think it's an important time right now for live like local like not live art, but like local art. Yeah. To flourish and Agreed. really shine. But it's going to be really tough if the Ministry of Health and the NAC can't really quite cooperate to bring an experience that is worthwhile for the audience mm. and not just doing it so that they have a thing to do. Yeah. Because right now, like from the things that I've seen go up, it seems like that's kind of where they're headed. That like they're they're that they have so much bureaucracy and red tape to go through that once they essentially land on a way to do a gig that everyone is happy with, mm-hmm. essentially you end up with a, an event that's not really going to please it's anybody. Like, there's no point going at that point. There's, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's more so like, it, unless it's free and the audience doesn't have to pay a damn thing to yeah. go through all this trouble and weirdness, then it's not quite like yeah. a worthwhile experience. Yeah, my, my, mine wasn't too bad because uh, it was a, the improv show I did was part of a festival. So I got to, perform i was hosting a couple and i was watching some right um i mean the gist was like the theater could probably hold like 300 400 people maybe but we only fit 50 people in there so it was which theater was this 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 is an auditorium actually it was at national gallery it's Mm. a good little space it's not a theater theater it's more for like presentations and stuff but for our purposes it was actually quite about just about perfect yeah so we did that um it was just weird to see like a sea of empty seats yeah as both an audience and a performer but at the end of the day like but for something I, you know, like for something as intimate and like, exactly yeah for something as intimate as improv I feel like that works yeah you know it, that I feel like that kind of setting and people spaced out wouldn't work so much if say like you were like a five piece band trying to do a show yeah it would feel awkward as fuck like um, I feel like if you're doing like comedy or like a yeah, live doable. podcast doable doable or like a choir even or sure. like a one man show like acoustic kind of thing that might work yeah um but yeah, I don't know. Like it was, it was a fun experience, and yeah. it was, it was good to kind of get the the ball rolling again. Yeah, feel what it's like. But man, I just, I, I just can't wait to get to a point where doing a show like that doesn't like take up my like like a week's worth of brain space and anxiety. Because like, because that's not how it ever used to be. It used to be all right, forty five minutes set, let's do it. All right, one hour set, let's do it. All right, ninety minutes set, Is a little bit harder, let's do it. All the COVID stuff, or like, it's just because I haven't performed properly. Just rust in ten months. Yeah. So like, I I had a lot of anxiety leading up to this show just because of all the unknown factors mm-hmm. and all the like weirdness of the last few months in general yeah. on like my own mental well being. Yeah, that I wasn't. Like, I didn't come into this with the usual, like, you know, just perform, just yeah. do the gig. It was very much like a fuck. Like, what is what this? If this what if this happens? What if this happens? How do we do this? How does that work? Sort of. Yeah. It was just a lot. It was just like a big question mark. Um, so I just can't wait to get back to the point where, like, doing a show like this doesn't, like, halt my entire week. And I don't <laughs> feel like I need to hibernate for, like, the next few days after doing it. Yeah. Um, you felt like a different person before and after your show. <laughs> how so <laughs> no, you just seem more relaxed like I felt like well I didn't really see you much well the, I mean it's also you know. because you know my mom's not dying anymore so yeah I mean a lot of that stuff is helpful a lot of yeah. stuff is good yeah like my mom is not in danger of losing her life anymore so like that's that's definitely like a big weight off of one shoulder yeah that'll, that'll ease your burdens a little bit <laughs> yeah it's crazy though I actually have a I don't know how, if it's a justified or a weird aversion to going under you know what I mean like uh 
get, get for surgery. Hmm. I only had to do it a little bit for when they put my shoulder back into its socket after I dislocated it. But it's weird, right? Can't like, they just do that manually? They tried, but I was in too much pain. Pussy. I, I was. <laughs> I was like, ah, please stop. And then, okay, let's knock him out. Right, right. Yeah. But it's weird. It's like it's like Schrodinger's cat kind of situation. Like, I, I forgot who told this to me back when I was a little bit younger, but it's, it's kind of something I thought about ever since. It's like, you, they put you under it, and you don't know if you're going to wake up. Like, in a weird way, you're like, you're kind of just, your Schrodinger's dead. <laughs> you're like... Right. But again, your mom's surgery was... Yeah, sorry. I'm glad we can talk about no, this no, now. No, no, no. It's but good, it's good, it's good. You know it's, what I mean? really, it's really okay. Like, that's the thing with, like, mortality. It's, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. It's weird. But it's also one of those things. It. It's very much reality. And, and it seems like this month, I've had so many people either, like, lose, like, direct family members or close family members mm. or, or close friends. Um, and it's... I don't know what it is about December. Maybe it's just like the pent up tension of the last eleven months or something. But um, the the topic of mortality has definitely like just been front yeah, yeah, and yeah, center yeah. of the last few weeks. You're also turning thirty, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 more of just like you always. I I feel like once you you reach a certain age, like even as early as like twenty or twenty one mm-hmm, or twenty two, mm-hmm. like you start being very aware of your parents' mortality, yeah, and yeah, their yeah, health and their and like the the general map of your life against theirs. It's, I mean, it's the John Mary song, man. It's, it's stop this train, isn't it? It's like yeah, especially like when you when you had like you have grandparents, but then they all pass away, and then they're like, yeah. your parents are on deck, yeah, yeah. The yeah. afterlife. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. So, like, to be faced with that in such a a, a a real way, or like to be faced with that very real possibility that, like, oh fuck, the uh-huh. doctor is panicking after the operation. Wow. So that's not a good thing. Uh, that's not where you want to be. Do you have um, any idea what the details of that was? Like, essentially, like initially, right? Her initially. body wasn't healthy enough to undergo such an operation. Okay. I don't understand how they weren't able to determine this before. Right. Um, so what do they do after? Like, okay, because like, okay. So my point of view is like, um, yeah, we knew your mom was going under, was going under the knife. Uh, initial reports were that it was good, and I texted you. I was like, hey, I'm happy to hear mom's okay. They're like, oh, maybe something happened. Like, she's going back under. I was like, whoa, that's pretty weird. Yeah. But it's not. It's not like they messed anything up, right? It's just like no. Yeah. It was how her body responded to it. Right. It's how her body responded to it, and it was a mix of factors between like her own immune system, her blood viscosity, her blood pressure. So, like, what um, do they do in the second operation? Uh, transfusion, right? A bunch of different. I don't know what the hell they did. Right. They, they fixed her, and that's enough for me. That's totally fair. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I'm the type. I just want to know all the details. If it was me, like, I just I no honestly, that's how like, I cope. I, I I knew them at some point, mm-hmm. but I just erased it out of my fair mind enough, because like, as it's, you should. It's it's just like I can't remember, but yeah. all I need to know is that she's okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Man, it's been yeah. such an eventful month and week, and so much terrible things have happened. It's crazy. Like the other day, we watched Wonder Woman. <sighs> 1984. <laughs> Though I did hear a good joke related. They were like, <laughs> that, that, remi- that, rather, that reminds me of a good joke I'm seeing. And speaking of surgery, like, did you hear that um, Pedro Pascal had surgery because he was carrying the Marvel on it? Uh, he was carrying Star Wars on his back. Right. <laughs> oh, finally, finally, I watched Mandalorian 2, by the way. Right. So fuck Wonder Woman. That movie was bad. Yeah. But, but Mandalorian was crazy. Yeah. John Favreau is carrying Star Wars. He's on his doing back. really good. But it's it's kind of heartbreak, or it's kind of like you know, it's it's par for the course for capitalism in Disney. Mm. But a few weeks ago, when they made like all the Star Wars announcements, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, 
I, I get it, you know. I, I get that you want to keep this train going and, like, if Mandalorian didn't succeed, we probably wouldn't be seeing 10 new show announcements, eight of which are technically spin-offs of Mandalorian. Yeah, because we, we have Ahsoka, Ahsoka. And then the the one about the police people with Cara Dune. And Boba Fett. And then there's Boba Fett. <laughs> and then Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, that I don't think that's yeah. directly related, but I'm sure they will kind of like intersect. And then now that you have like Clone Wars and Rebels kind of like uh, intersecting with Mando yeah. as well. Essentially, they're using Mando as like a springboard for all yeah. of their things. It was like a proof of concept. But it's hilarious because like they probably wanted to do that for the sequel trilogies. Mm. But like they were like, oops, fucked all three of those up. <laughs> so we need to like base all of our content off of like the only successful thing that we've done in the last Isn't 20 there years. still going to be a Lando TV show where he meets his daughter? I don't know. You're my daughter. I legitimately don't know. It's just that it's so evident that this is the best thing they've put out since the Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's it's the best thing they've put out since the Return of the Jedi. And it's, it's sad to see it such, it's sad to see such a well-intentioned, pure work of art being exploited as a sex slave I hear you. I to hear like you. open up more holes for people to fuck the wars of stars. I don't know. I'm pretty happy to fuck this <laughs> stuff. Call me call me a pillager because I'm happy to whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah the Marvel stuff is what's got me excited. So that's looking that's a lot to look forward to in twenty twenty one. WandaVision's coming out in like two weeks or something. That's crazy. I don't know. Is it is it nuts to say that like as obsessed as I know I can be about those things because it just hasn't been a presence in twenty twenty like out of sight out of mind kind of a little a little bit like i just haven't paid attention to it i don't really care as much like i mean i'm i'm aware of it i definitely don't care as much not as much as as like say if all these announcements came out like this like after endgame yo it's gonna hit you in the face over 2021 there's like so much shit coming out there's like six movies coming out right something like that i have no idea it's gonna be crazy i haven't been following but like bring it on but yeah it, it was like we it was almost like this, like consistent thing, you know. Like every year, we would have two or three Marvel movies yep. to tide us over, and like the like the gaps in between would just get shorter and shorter. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like whoosh, nothing. Thanks a lot, COVID. It says a lot about the human attention span as well, though. That like mm-hmm. it just took like ten months of none of that for my brain to like go from obsessed to like thanos who <laughs> cares about yeah nathan's always walking around like who cares about chadwick boseman <laughs> uh, he's in a new movie that just came out on netflix oh, is he? yeah what's it um i forgot what it's uh what's called but i remember he had one more it's about out. a yeah. it's about a uh blues legend like a blues legend and her saxophonist uh viola davis and chadwick boseman oh yeah. check it out it's on netflix you said yeah it's on netflix. we'll check it out and he's also in um he lent his voice for black panther in uh the what if series the animated marvel thing did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his voice? Yep, so he'll we'll hear Ch- T'Challa one more time. Oh. Which is crazy. Yeah, I'm... Mm, eh, mm. Whatever. It's gonna come out, whatever. Soul is coming out, dude. What? Soul is coming out in like two days. Oh, Disney's... Pixar. Pixar Soul. Isn't it already out? I thought it was Christmas. Isn't that like overseas? No, that's Wonder Woman. I'm yeah. not sure. But do we want to get into a Wonder Woman review? Because I got lots to say. Sure. All right. I mean, we already talked about... What what else are top? It sucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry if you liked it. By the way, what? So I'm, I'm just saying to the audience. Sorry, sorry if you liked it. Oh right, no. It's... But I mean, I was not the right audience for this movie. Like I hated the first one, and to be honest, I think the second one's a little bit better than the first one. 
here's the thing. It's been two days. It's mostly forgotten already. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I didn't hate the first one. I thought the first one, the, the, its main flaw was the last act, right? Yes. The main flaw was the last act, but I understand why they needed to do it. And I can kind of forgive a movie for being fairly consistent from beginning, middle to like the beginning of the end. Yes. You know, it's really just the last 20 minutes that were just like, mm, okay. Um, but all the other stuff before, I was on board. Sure. And it was enough to establish Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot and making me like the character and making me enjoy this world. Yeah. It was enough, you know? Even though the movie wasn't fantastic, it was fine $110 million movie yeah eh, it was enough it was fine it was it was it was it did what it needed to do to establish wonder woman fair and tell a give you an understanding of her story fair um the second movie um i'll, I'll start with the good things first again it Pop, seems popcorn like popcorn was great it's yeah popcorn was nailed it. it really feels like the focus of these movies is to just make Wonder Woman look good, which I understand, mm -hmm. you know. But wait, what do you mean? Expand, expand on that. <laughs> okay, um, it's 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 almost like they feel that as long as Wonder Woman is cool, yeah, nothing else matters because it's all about Wonder Woman. And like, as long as Wonder Woman is cool, people are like, oh, she's so cool, she's so great, you know. Because a lot of the story of Wonder Woman, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, is the fact that it's a, a female led movie, yeah, female directed. Sure, it's a very like. Um, feminist the, through and through. Past the Bechdel test, I was paying attention to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and I something about that because I remember like when I read the reviews for for the first one and the second one, a lot of it focuses on Wonder Woman. Yeah. And say, oh, she's so cool, and all the things that she represents. The character of Wonder Woman. Yeah. 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 And that's all they focus on, and then they kind of just like. And there's a story. A very dusting of a plot, you know, that there's they would kind of, of like skim through. But like they were always obsessed about Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Coming into the second movie, I didn't need to be sold on Wonder Woman again. Mm -hmm. I was already sold on her. She was great in the That's first true. movie and she was fine in the Justice League and BVS, you yeah. know? Like I didn't need to be like, uh, I didn't need to fall in love with Wonder Woman all over again. Mm -hmm. What I would have liked is that you deepen the story you yeah. deepen the lore you deepen the possibilities of where you can take this character but they didn't do that they did a lot of cool things with wonder woman and made her cooler made her powers cooler made her like you know like glide around and move in a very unique way she as a character was great i thought yeah and like even the things that were nonsensical and weird i didn't give a fuck she was like oh my dad taught me how to hide things and it's turned to plain invisible that's fine. Sure. I don't care. You what justified else? it, you did it, and it was and and it it was a thing. Whatever. You know. The movie was confounding. <laughs> the plot device for the movie was absolutely confounding. Uh guys, spoilers from here on out, but they hid, they lied to you. The trailers lied to you. The, not once in the trailer do they tell you what this movie is about. Yeah. And this movie is about a wishing stone that grants wishes for real. Look, it's Aladdin. It's a lamb. It's Aladdin if Jafar won a little bit more. Yeah. Before being defeated. Yeah. Even that thing with the invisible jet, I'm like, this is like just play a whole new world. <laughs> just put it right on top. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 big MacGuffin of the movie, because all superhero movies need one, mm -hmm. is a wishing stone. The entire plot device of the movie is these wishes that are granted just like that. You ask for a thing and it will happen. Yeah. It's not bound by logic. It's not bound by any kind of rule other yeah. than... A once God used it. Yeah. Other yeah, than once it. your wish is granted, 
then the 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 stone also takes something back you know yeah. like uh, oh i wish to be the strongest man in the world ha there you go your muscles are so big you can't move that kind of thing you know but monkey's paw right yeah, essentially that was the whole idea they even mentioned that a couple times essentially yeah. but it, it was just aggressively impossible to get behind because mm-hmm. nothing followed it just I don't know how to start. Like, it didn't make a lick of sense. It didn't make a lick of sense. It wasn't something that you could really like follow because the rules didn't seem like there didn't seem to be any established rules to how the villain works, how the hero works with the villain. Like not really. Mm. Like I and got at, it. And at some point of the movie, essentially like the apocalyptic climax of the movie, he grants wishes to everybody on Earth. Yeah, he broadcasts his message because. At some point, uh, he becomes the he wishes to become the Pedro Pascal becomes the wishing stone stuff. So like, which is I thought was pretty that was kind of smart, smart. Like yeah, cool. Uh, and then yeah, but what's funny is that okay, so everyone's everyone's asking for wishes. They're like, I hope I wish my neighbor would drop dead. Yeah. I wish I had a million dollars. I wish I had all the money. And like the world's totally descending on chaos. And then when Wonder Woman inevitably defeats him, all the wishes are rescinded. But the af- but it's not like they it's not like they they disappeared or it's not like they time didn't reverse. Yeah. So there were like, like one was like, one guy wished for his kingdom to have like a wall around it. And then when he renounced his wish, the walls came down, but all the damage it had done was still there. Yeah. So in other words, the world was it, in total disarray. Yeah, and like, it was, a lot it was of, funny. There's a lot of stupid shit. Because if you're going to grant wishes to every single person in the world, like at least a thousand of them are going to ask to be, to have all the money in the world. Yeah. And how's that going to work? All the money in the world gets divided by 50,000? No. Like, what the fuck happens? Like, it's, it just, like, it's, I know, like, you probably have, you keep, like, if you ask the writer, they'll probably explain it to you. But the fact is that you shouldn't even, like, make a thing mm. that causes the plot to be so wide open and causes so many questions to occur in your head yeah. that you can't even follow the story that they're trying to tell you. Yeah. Because you're just constantly asking, but like, wait, what? Or like, how about what? You know, it's hard to follow a story when you're constantly like being bombarded with questions. Yeah. You know? And it was just dumb. Yeah. It was real dumb. It, it was disappointing because I thought it started really well. I thought it started so well. The little pre- like, back, back on the Masera bit? Uh, well, the American Ninja, yeah, no, the, Themyscira, the Themyscira Amazon parkour was kind of funny, but whatever, that was whatever. It was more like it started with Wonder Woman saving all those people in the shopping mall yep. and like the '80s vibes to it, and like also how she saved them. It was very dynamic. It was very right, cool, right, right, very right, right, interesting. Right. How she used her powers. It was super fun, and then. They also introduced Pedro Pascal's character, who is not what he seems. Again, mm-hmm. really fun. Lots of really interesting bricks being laid here, and then Chris Pine comes back. Well, before that, oh. then the wishing stone comes out, wish, okay. and it legitimately grants wishes, which I was really hoping it wouldn't do, or at least if it did do that, that it was like something a bit more interesting. <laughs> you know, what I thought about every single time, just when they were shooting that movie, they'd be like, all right, lights, all right, camera, sound, stand by with that hair dryer <laughs> or that fan blower, because they had that effect, like when you make a wish, it was just like... <laughs> their hair would flash imagine a dude just like yeah take they they yeah. like Algodo. i'm yeah. blowing your hair basically this movie as it progressed to me it was just like i would call this movie like oh okay then the movie sure. essentially with everything that the movie was throwing at me i just had to go like oh okay then what what else the like movie? let's let's go with that then like it's not making sense but 
you're presenting it to me, so fine, whatever. I'm just going to take it and let the plot move along. And every movie will have those kind of moments where you just kind of need to like suspend your disbelief. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yes. Where you just kind of need to go along with it, right? Yeah. And it's okay if movies hit that kind of speed bump once or twice. For me, this movie hit that bump like at least it just lived lived on it, the bump. It lived there essentially. It went in circles around that like valley of like f- weirdness. Also, the, the special effects weren't that great. You notice that? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about the visual presence. It's, it's more of just like the story. Okay, first of all, the moral implications of keeping Steve Trevor alive is essentially murdering a guy of a perfectly the, functional yeah. life. A perfectly functional life with nice clothes, a nice apartment, you know. He probably has a family. Okay, hair, yeah. In order for Wonder Woman to want to keep Steve Trevor alive as she so much wants to do, they don't even get into the moral implications of the fact that that she would essentially be murdering an innocent man. Body snatching. Yeah. Which is like, why would they even use that as a plot device? That was confounding. Like, why, why... Why was he in another man's body... Like, why yeah, why Payne? was he in another man's body? Because I thought, like, the thing that the wish, like, the, the sneaky thing that the wish was doing was taking away her powers, not killing another man. It should be. It, no, it was. The, the thing was that it was taking her powers. That's the monkey pot thing. But it should have been like... Yeah, I know. But then why did, why did Steve Trevor have to be in the body of another dude? Why couldn't he just have risen from the boop. grave or popped up from, from it nowhere? Re-existed. You know? Because logic wasn't being followed. If you, could, if you could erect a wall 50 feet high out of nothing... The audience is not going to go like, hey, wait, if you just make Steve Trevor pop out of nothing, you know, then you immediately cancel the moral implications of like, if she does want to keep Steve alive, yeah. like it would be selfish of her, but it wouldn't be selfish to the point of like killing another man. Yeah. Because she's killing another man, then it, it needs to be like, yeah, you 100% can't keep Steve alive. Yeah. Because it's, it, you just, it, it, it robs that man of a life. Was there a line of like, Oh, it's a good thing this guy has no friends and family or... No, nothing. They didn't I went even, to the bathroom during that montage. They, so. they didn't even like get a guy who was like in a coma or something, you know, which is <laughs> what you usually do with these kinds of things. <laughs> or like they, they didn't even pick a better plot device. Like they could have like had something really interesting if they chose to put him in like an old man's body, you know? So much comedy potential, so much like interesting story potential. Yeah. Um like or put him in like a woman's body or something, you know, then just another able bodied white man. You yeah. Know? You essentially put him in like a person that more like, could have been a stand in for Chris Pine. So it's like I bet he was. <laughs> I bet that's what happened there. Uh, it was silly. It was aggressively weird for me. Like I I really wanted to like it. I really did. And I spent the first 15, 20 minutes excited that I was going to like it. Yeah. And then it just kept descending into weirdness. Sure. And it, the payoff was horrible. Pedro Pascal's character, in the end, gets a happy ending. Which in and of itself could have been good, but like it was dumb. Yeah. A lot of it was really silly. And then there's Kristen Wiig, who's... A wasted character, but also I mean, like I love her, but like she just does her own thing. Like she just does her thing. You know what I mean? That's she does the same. She plays the same character in every movie, which in and of itself I'm not mad at. Like I like I want to do that in my career, but I don't understand why she turned into a cheetah. Yeah, it's like I want to be an apex predator. Like there was no allusion to this at all. She wasn't a cat person. She didn't have like cat prints everywhere there was a the, the, stuffed okay, no, no, no. cat behind the her. few illusions uh-huh. i counted the illusions first of all she liked wonder woman she liked wonder woman shoes not her shoes she the liked wonder print. woman shoes that yeah. were leopard prints she happened to have a stuffed cat 
in an, a shared office, over not her, her office, but it was over. Her but shoulder. it was a shared office. It could have been anybody's fucking Correct. cat. And then the third thing was, um, like at some point she just started wearing Some fur, like, incorporating fur. Essentially, as she became stronger, she started becoming a a, a prostitute. Yeah, no, I'm dressing like one, maybe. Yeah, essentially, as she became stronger, she started dressing like more confident. Like a 90s prostitute costume, <laughs> essentially. I'm not saying she was dressed like a hooker. I'm saying she was dressed like like, like a, a Halloween costume of yes. a 90s prostitute. Yes. <laughs> if you open up a bag and it said 1990s, 1980s prostitute costume, sure. Yeah, yeah, you would find what you wore. That seems very chauvinistic somehow. No, it's it's just factual. But that when if you she... Google 90s prostitute <laughs> costume, that was what Kristen Wiig slowly turns into oh, before dear. she becomes a cat. <laughs> Like when she, she actually became becomes a cat. A cat. Oh God, so she goes so from bad. nerd to hooker to actual cat. That was so bad. Yeah. You know what was bad? Because she had like makeup on that looked like a child did it. Like there was finger painting on her know. face. I don't know. I just thought this movie had so much potential. But somewhere, somehow, it, it, it for me, it was the plot device. Yeah. That they decide to turn this into the main thing that the movie revolves around. Yeah. It, it just it it it's it's too many holes. And and the thing that I also want to talk about that is like possibly dangerous territory is that it's really well reviewed all across the board. It's really well reviewed, mm-hmm. and it can be for one of two reasons in my mind. One, we we're, we're wrong. Find one of three reasons. Yeah, in thank my you. Mind. First reason we are wrong and that we just don't have good taste and that <laughs> we're, we're, we're just, you know, being difficult and shitty about a perfectly good movie. <laughs> Second thing is that it's not popular to rate a movie that was directed by a woman and starring a woman and mostly led by women uh, and give it a bad review. Because yeah. if you do, your publication might get dragged. Right. That's one of my theories. Third theory is that this is the first big blockbuster that has come out in a very long time. People are just and psyched. No, no. That they that the publications are like almost beholden to like mm. give it a good review to essentially jumpstart the the movie industry, right, right, right. the theater industry, which that one to me seems like the most reasonable and most logical explanation as to why everyone is raising this movie up on a pedestal. Even though I, I really believe that once it comes out to the public and you start seeing real people talk about it and real reviewers talk about it, that yeah. it's not going to go well. But right now, as it stands, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 86% or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. High 80s for sure. Mid 80s at least. Something ridiculous and weird and people yeah. still say that Rotten Tomatoes is skewed and what else what else are you going to use but DC. I mean like jeez oh it's coming down 78% ooh oh. it's gone down 10 points since see you I'm mean now you, that people are watching it yeah I'm telling you once people start watching it the scores are going to go down because like the mainstream media is no longer boosting it up on its like thanks a lot mainstream media <laughs> <laughs> not my election um yeah it's, we'll it's, see I mean it's, it's just com- it's just sad. Yeah. It really upsets me. Like, okay, it doesn't really upset me. My mom's nearly like dying. Really upset me. They're both. They're <laughs> both pretty upsetting. Really, this just makes me like like a bit, you know, butt hurt. I guess because I I I really want to think that that. A, a, a movie aggregator site like Rotten Tomatoes would show a very fair opinion across the board, but no, if everyone kind of gets behind the same um, rhetoric of like, oh, this movie cannot fail, then it, it won't. <laughs> That's really interesting. I would like to look into that a little bit more. Yeah. 
But I mean, are all the reviews in Rotten Tomatoes like? Again, like all the mainstream people, all the mainstream are, ones are out, and then like I think the YouTube ones will start coming in slowly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly think when people watch this, they're gonna be super confused, or like there's definitely gonna be a thing. Like I'm not sure because like if you, if you see that a movie has a good review before watching it, that kind of sweetens your experience of the movie. Yeah. But it might be the opposite for some. I don't know. Like maybe yeah. the good review makes them have high expectations, and then they go in and go like, "What the fuck was that?" Um, but yeah, that's 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 my thought. It is really interesting <laughs> though, because it is coming out wide on HBO and on Christmas Day. Yeah. So, because that's what I was waiting for. Like I was like, "Oh, let's just watch it on TV." I'm curious what that'd be like to watch yeah. a blockbuster first yeah. run. But Nathan was like, "Oh, let's watch it in the theater." I'm like, "Yeah, it'd be good to get to the theater." Yeah. And the popcorn was good, to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, like. I appreciate standalone movies, and I know that not every superhero movie needs to be interconnected to like a wider universe. Which this wasn't, by the way. No, like, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. absolutely no ties yeah, yeah, to yeah. anything. I wanted to just preface what I'm about yeah. to say. Yeah. Because like, I, I don't think superhero movies need to be connected to a bigger thing. It doesn't need to show Easter eggs from all over the place. It does not like need to Logan. do that. Like Logan. Not yeah. at all, yeah. But this movie was setting itself up to do so, and it never did. <laughs> this movie was setting so many things up. Legit, when they're talking about other gods and like, magic crystals and like wish granting I was like oh fuck Just building the oh, universe fuck. are they yeah. gonna like tease Black Adam like are they gonna mm-hmm. like put some things about Black Adam somewhere in there like is he going to be the big bad that Wonder Woman's not going to fight but it's essentially going to drive the plot forward mm-hmm. cause that would be really really cool that would be like a really cool plot device but no it ended up just being a stone that grants wishes and that's it. That's Man, the beginning and the end. <laughs> I don't. I don't envy the DC cinematic people and Jeff Johns and the people who work there. It's like they got a tough. Can you imagine if this is but all? Like we had? they drew all. They 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 drew all the dots. They just didn't connect it. Fair. Like they drew all the dots out for you. Yeah. They, they, they were setting everything up about the magic, about the the gods, and about the relics and the right, ancient right, right. power and all of that. And and nothing, you know. Yeah. Like they could have tied it to Black Adam. It could have been God versus God, and like it could have been like could still be. I mean, Dwayne Johnson's coming in. No, but exactly. That's the thing. Like, it, it didn't have to be exactly like Wonder Woman versus Black Adam the movie because yeah. I know that they probably wanted to avoid like the big monster fight at the end, which they did. Yeah, which you know was a, a nice choice. Oh, I but, didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah, but they could have done so much more to like make it interesting. <laughs> <sighs> like you didn't need Wonder Woman to fight The Rock it could have just been an illusion like an illusion to like a bigger story yeah. or an illusion to like an actual thing that is like threatening I think at the end you of the know? day like the schedules didn't line up like no, no again it Wonder Woman ha- was in pre-production like, for a long time The Rock didn't have to be there it could just just put it in the story that like this is a thing that came from that and that right. Black Adam is somehow involved in the plot and that like you know see he's- now you're describing how Marvel did Thanos yeah, which yeah. is like a good way to do a superhero. Yeah, yeah. They just go... copy it. They've been copying everything else. Why stop now? Like, yeah. if it works, it works. I'll make DC movies. That's, uh, you should all make Marvel movies. That's what I'm thinking. They literally took the director of the Avengers to finish Justice League. Like, mm. when you do that, that's essentially like the white flag. That's like Sam. That's <laughs> like that's like uh, Apple using Samsung screens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I don't know. My if girlfriend you, shaved Honestly, her head. it feels really... That's we're talking about. Oh, yeah, we'll get into so finish that. Finish that. Finish your thought. No, it just... It feels good to, like, shit on a movie again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It to have, like, a blockbuster to, like, That's shit normal. on. normal. <laughs> so, honestly, thank you, Patty Jenkins. Thank yeah, at the end Wonder of the day, Woman. thank you, and please make Road Squadron good. Yeah. No, honestly, 
I have more fun thinking about how much a movie like could have been better than thinking about how good something was. Yeah, man. We, we, I remember we walked out of Endgame. It was like, ah, fuck. It was too good. Yeah, it was just great. It, it it's great, and nah. then I'll probably rewatch it a few times in my lifetime. Yep. But like, it doesn't really occupy much of my headspace as opposed to like when I watch a movie that angers me and upsets me. Right. And then I just like it, it's actually weirdly sadistically fun. Right. I hear to, you. Like think about how how bad that was and how many mistakes were made but anyway it was bad uh speaking of uh making mistakes yeah you're you're talking about your girlfriend luckily she didn't make a mistake i think she looks okay yeah she shaved her entire head her her, number two yeah buzzed that thing off it was very fast yeah less than 10 minutes yeah hair was there then it wasn't and now i rub my girlfriend's head for fun has it tripped you out at any point in the middle of the night yet? It's only been one night, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really. I mean, I, I'm surprised how, how quickly I got used to it. Yeah? yeah we, went wig shop, we went wig shopping today. She's going to try some fun little blue wigs and stuff. Why would you shave your head if you're going to wear a wig? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. All right. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you want to talk about why she shaved her head? Yeah, so basically when she and her cousin were like kids, like teenagers, hmm. they had this bet because her cousin Ben, who is a, is a, is a guy, he shaved his head... And Rachel was like, oh, I'm so jealous that your hair dries so fast after the shower because it's, cause it's so short. She's like, why don't you do it then? I bet you wouldn't. And then fast forward like 15 years later, right. she did. And so now because of that, Ben, the cousin who dared her, now has to wear a tutu mm-hmm. for a, a period of time at all times in uni. He's in Oxford University. So anytime he goes to class or buys groceries or, I mean, goes Is out. Is he actually and, going to do this? Yeah, he's already, keeping the, track the, of there's it? already video evidence and stuff and... Some people are trying to do it to keep him, keep him, what's the word, what's the phrase again? Keep him straight, no, keep him, what? What? No, 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 to make sure he's kosher, like he's to make sure he's following the rules, basically. Keep him in check. Keep him in check, thank you so much. <laughs> God, I'm losing a lot of idioms. <laughs> idioms are hard. Uh, yeah. So he's doing that, and but like the last thing they did, almost the last thing, because it was also it was mainly just a bet. But at the end, they wanted to like raise money uh, to to donate to cancer right. in honor of their uh, aunt who passed away a couple years back. Mm. Uh, because yeah, because Rachel's hair, I forgot what the deal was. I think it was too short to donate, so instead they they donated money and they raised a lot of money. They raised over three thousand dollars, which okay. was pretty cool. I didn't know. You. So like, so guys can't donate hair, or like most guys can't donate hair. I guess not. I don't know. I have to look into it. All I know is that she wasn't able to, which I thought was kind of. We a can bummer. probably donate hair to like Merkins at least. Maybe right? just just to, just do, do do girls wear Merkins in it? If you wear a Merkin, uh, write us in Instagram. I feel like the only reason why people wear Merkins now is for like period movies. What what was the point of Merkins anyway? I'm not sure. Like the visual aspect of it. I'm not sure. By the way, if you guys are confusing and you haven't are confused and you haven't Googled it yet, Merkins are a, a vaginal toupees. A little bush, pu- bush pu- booster. Pubis wigs. Pu- pu- pubical wigs. Yes. Weird thing. Uh-huh. Weird word too. Merkin. Anyway. Uh, Proud to be a Merkin. So if you would like a Merkin uh, using Nathan's hair, uh, write us in. Maybe we'll give it away. Yeah, it's too soft. It's not like scraggly enough, you know. Yeah. It's, well, it's not authentic, but maybe soft is nice. Mm. Just feeling my hair. Just wonder if I feel my hair on a pubic. Area. That's weird. That's a weird thing to say. Like I'm just imagining, like if my pubes were like flowy, like my hair. like like drapes. <laughs> if <laughs> curtains. <laughs> Jesus, that'd be uncomfortable. Quite or extremely comfortable. Because you know, sometimes like when it grows back, it's a little itchy. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like if it was like like a, like your head hair. Yeah, that you can shampoo. Yeah, use conditioner. 
you know, when I was younger, I legitimately thought that like that hair was scraggly because it never gets shampooed. So I tried shampooing it like regularly for like a week. What did you find? <laughs> it didn't do anything. Yeah. Also, it was like minty shampoo, so it made my balls feel it weird. Just tingle, a little tingle yeah. sensation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll still shampoo it, just if I've left over in my hands or whatever. Just Oh, yeah, no, I still shampoo, but I no longer do so thinking it's going to straighten oh. itself out. <laughs> I no longer do so thinking that it's going to become... Like, Silky pubes. Like, luscious and, like... <laughs> yeah. Maybelline pubes. That's makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Head and shoulder pubes. Mm-hmm. Head, head, shoulder pubes. Head, shoulder pubes. Uh, this head, is weird. Head, shoulders, pubes, and toes. This is weird. What is? Just life. Got it. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, we haven't record. We didn't record last week, so we have so much to talk about. And I'm, and it's been such a heavy week. I'm so tired. It's no, it's, it's it's in general like I'm, I'm I I would like to apologize in advance for this episode because like my brain is just in like it's it's, it's in it's, Wonder Woman. That's what it is. No, it's kind of split all over the place. Like I like the year's not over for me. I still got shit I need to do before yeah. I wrap it up. Yeah, next week is our big uh, year end episode. We're releasing that on the 30th of December. Yes. Crazy. Yells. Um, I was also thinking, like, we should probably do, like, just just to make up for, like, the lack of last week, we should probably do, like, a Christmas special, right? Yeah, that might be nice. Yeah, let's do that. We'll, uh, I'm making the promise now, so we'll do it within the next few, like, yeah. day or two. Last year we had a live show. Probably won't be that this year, nope, but... Nope, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, we should probably, like, make up for it, do, like, a special, you know, 45, 50 yeah. episode kind of thing. That'll be Centered fun. around Christmas, because we haven't talked about Christmas. We haven't talked about Christmas at all. At yes, all. good point. At all. And we'll save it. We'll save, we'll it, save it for the Christmas all Christmas special. spectacular. Yeah, Christmas memories, yes. what Christmas is like this year, um, Christmas games, sure. uh, Christmas songs, all of that. Is, are we going to get this out before Christmas? Because no, we're not. promising too much right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wait, wait a minute. Christmas is in three days. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can do it. You know what? We'll, we'll do a holiday taint episode. A holiday taint episode? Yeah, because you, you know the weirdest days of the month is December 26, 27, 28, right, 29, so like between Christmas yeah. and New Year's. The taint of uh, the... If Christmas is the dick and uh, New Year's is the asshole, the taint is a weird time. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't... I, I have no plans for christmas so like the christmas episode might be the most festive thing i do this <laughs> holiday season <laughs> yeah because i guess your family's kind of taking it chilling chilling out yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes uh, sense. like just no solid plans really other than just like probably chilling at home um which could be nice which probably be really nice yeah yeah it's yeah. yeah um what else am i thinking about what else are we gonna talk about there's no christmas things no holiday things um yeah, I don't know, dude. My brain is so, like, zonked. Yeah, this is a brain zonked one, too. <laughs> and yet you talked a lot. I was just sitting here just like, yep, yep. Which is good, because I'm tired. Yeah. What a crap episode to put out is what we're saying. No, I think it, it's, no, it's, it's. I don't think it's a crap episode. It's just not very structured, and it's very mind-dumpy, because... A lot of for, for me, at a least, this past few, these past few months, not just the last few weeks, the past few months have been, like, really, really strange. Mm. And I don't think I have, like, broken it down or, like, emotionally, like, Process. reconciled, yeah. processed with a lot of it yet. And um, it's probably not going to come for a while. Maybe, like, only once, like, all this work is done and then I get that break yeah. um, into the new year. Um, to properly process things. But yeah, the last few weeks itself, just because of the show and my mom and like different work things and all of that stacking up, um, it just became so like, poof. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, it's tough to really parse it out, especially because, you know, we don't script or plan anything that yeah, we talk about in this episode. Um, in fact, like that's part of the thing we're really grateful for is that in a weird way, you guys are there for us to 
we 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 take dumps on you is what we're saying. We we dump on you. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy the hot steamy dump. Mm-hmm. Um. Any any recommendations? For, for yeah. You know what's really fun? Weeks? Like came out of nowhere and I super enjoyed was Alice in Borderland. Oh, you finished on it Netflix. already? Hell yeah! Eight episodes. Ah. Um, Alice in Borderland. I think it's based on a manga. It's a Japanese show of like this group of friends who one day, uh, not wake up, but are transported to like an alternate Tokyo where everyone's gone, and the people, the, almost everyone's gone, and the few people that remain have to participate in a series of deadly games in order to collect cards in order to escape. I guess no one really knows, but it's it's really fun. It's like it's like you know that movie Escape Room, Nathan. It's kind of like Escape Room. Because each episode is like a riddle. Like, how do we solve this thing? And then, like... It sounds like a cross between, like, Escape Room and... Battle Royale. Royale. Yeah. That kind of has those vibes. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Inter- like, what I found more interesting is that, like, all these shows kind of came out around the same time. So, between... Uh, what's this one called again? This is this one's called uh, 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 Alice in Borderland. Yeah, between Alice in Borderland... What's the Korean one? Because that one looks great, too. Sweet Home. I'm gonna check that out. And The Uncanny Counter. I don't know that one. Like all these, all three of these shows kind of came out around the same time. Like Japanese, Japanese, oh uh, no, Japanese, Korean, Korean, mm-hmm. and they're they're just these like high concept, yep, like it's very special effects driven, but K or J dramas. Yeah, just like an interesting direction that I think things are going in. Yeah, um, I was I was telling Nathan it was such a weird thing to watch a Japanese thing again because I used to lo- I, I mean I still do I love Japanese culture I love Japan I love the food. But I've been so into Korean stuff lately that I'm like, oh, like hearing Japanese again is kind of weird. It's like it seems almost quaint <laughs> compared to like the Korean experience. So that's been fun. Um, I recommend that. Go check it out on Netflix if you haven't yet. Alice in Borderland. Right. I haven't checked any of those out. Like I, I was choosing between Sweet Home, Uncanny Counter, and Alice in Borderland. Mm. Sweet Home looks a bit too intense because I don't like scary things. It looks quite scary. I'm pretty psyched for that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the recommendation I have what you got? for this week... What you got? If you can get your hands on a show called The Flight Attendant... Oh, with... Uh, what's her name? Kaylee um, Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco. It was... It's, it's, I'm, still, I'm still halfway through it. Mm-hmm. But it's very... It's like, a comedy? It's a it? comedy thriller. But it's mainly a murder mystery. It, oh, I'm into it. And I am... Like I'm, I'm a sucker for all mysteries. Like I love whodunits. I love mystery. Me things. too. I Me love, too. I thought you said you don't. <laughs> I like participating in whodunits. Right. I feel like I don't like procedural. I feel like I have it in my head that like you that you that you explicitly dislike whodunits. I don't like it when it's like procedural, like if it's NYPD type shit where right. it's like a new case per week and we don't care. Oh but yeah, no, 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 no. Form, that's that's never been what I ever talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's always like I prefer like like spending a whole arc wondering like what the fuck happened yes. or who did this or like yeah. what happened there and this is kind of one of those shows um but it's also like a little genre bending in the sense that it's like a little funny like yeah. a little thrillery what is it called on like, what is it air normally uh hbo max mm. yeah um kaylee Cole is great in it i've never really seen her in anything since i stopped watching big bang theory yep. like 15 years ago <laughs> um yeah it's crazy to think about big bang theory i remember watching that show like when it was first coming out and it was like i love it i was yeah. like i love the show yeah when, then, it fir- when it when it first came out i was like oh this is so fun yeah and then i watched it like week to week until like season th- three i yeah, think me three or four yeah yeah around season three or four and and no then, I, then i was like i don't want it the jokes are very same <laughs> they keep doing the same penny's dumb yeah <laughs> like 
I don't want Penny to be dumb forever. <laughs> I'm just not going to watch this. Surely not. Yeah, I'm just not going to oh. watch this. Like, why are they just constantly making fun of how stupid she is? Because the rest of them are just that much smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, Flight Attendant. Fun little mystery thing that it, it's it's... It's interesting. I honestly don't know where the fuck it's going. Right. It just keeps building mystery upon mystery and I'm waiting for it all to like pay off. Yeah. And I'm hoping it pays off. If it doesn't, I'm going to be real pissed and I'm <laughs> taking this, I'm rescinding this recommendation. Is the, the whole first season done? It's not, it's, not, it's not completely done? It's done. It's just haven't watched it yet. Okay. I, I haven't finished it yet. Um, going back to what we said about Wonder Woman, it's yeah. very highly rated. Okay. All right. But is it? But because, it has women. Yes. Is it? <laughs> yes. That's Gotta be careful. Can, that's what I can say. I don't like Jeez. Uh, like you 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 know us right like we we're not like anti any of it we're yeah, very we, we say so all the time all the time it's just we always that, say how anti non anti we are <laughs> we love women it's just that I don't like it when like politics gets in the way of truth oh my god you know what I mean <laughs> like I don't like it when politics get, gets in the way of like a like 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 what is real when like you end up being a facade of something so that people don't like look at you different sure you know sure political correctness you like political correctness i i know so that's part of that idea it's, it's more i just prefer art to be responded to with authenticity uh, fair, fair, fair. if you like it you like it if you don't you don't don't like it because of like these extenuating factors Again, i still think you're jumping to conclusions there i mean to be fair you've looked at the rotten tomatoes i have read reviews and read i have read these i've watched a few of them oh god and it baffles me that some of them they'll notice all of these things but they'll just they'll just like but we didn't care because it was so good. They'll just breeze past it right. and then like spend the most of it just gushing over how good Wonder Woman was, which I don't disagree with at all. Wonder Woman was arguably one of the best parts of that movie. Gal Gadot's portrayal of Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. that was she cool. was the best part of that movie. Like, she, like the, and, and, I like Chris and, Pine too. And the to partnership between Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot and how they choose to present the character and how mm. they choose to ramp the character up. It's great. I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It makes the character shine. It makes her feel like she is equal parts strong and flawed equal parts human and God. You know, right. there's a lot there that is so good for the character. Good point. Well said. Yeah. But when the plot is core shit, <laughs> essentially you're dragging this like hero uh-huh. through meaningless nonsense. So yeah. no- nothing like what she does, what she stands for, what her actions mean and what her actions do mean nothing. So essentially you're building this like hollow God. Huh. That's deep. <laughs> I don't want your hollow god. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I, I think, I, man, I took out too much of, like... I, I feel like I've, I'm taking out, like, my month's frustration on Wonder Woman. You know what? I think it's <laughs> because healthy. It's, because it's, like, the easiest thing to, like, take it out on. Because I can't quite grasp the gravity of my mom's deteriorating health. <laughs> I can't quite grasp the gravity of, like, what You can't attack those things. There's nothing to attack there. Uh, yeah. You can attack plot holes. Yeah, I can't grasp all of these bigger things that are causing me anxiety and stress and worry. What I can yeah. do is shit on Wonder Woman 1984. Look, I support that. <laughs> I think it's healthy. You do you, man. Uh, that being uh. said, I think you should watch it and judge for yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you really should. Because I, I also don't believe in like, you know. Don't take our word for it. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe like watch uh, in like watching a review and then like having that be your opinion on something and, yeah. and be that completely. No, That's watch fair. it for yourself. Form your own opinion. It very much could be that I'm just nitpicky and wrong and that the movie was great and I need to just shut up about it. 
I mean, I don't, I don't think so. But, but I truly believe, mark my words, John. Yes. <laughs> when this movie comes out to the greater audience, yes, it is going to to hit the low sixties in the critic score. But uh, the critic scores are all out. There's like 125. No, but between between two days ago and today, it dropped ten points. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it seems like all the critics have have that are going to write about it. Written, okay, fine. So. Then maybe that's wrong. But what about the the, uh, the Metacritic score, say the audience score, the user score? Is going to be in the high thirties, twenties. Oh, yeah, mm, yeah, high, yeah, high thirties. Because you also have to account for like how much influence the mainstream media. How has many on women your, write? Well, no, most no, of how sorry. much sorry. the mainstream sorry. media has like um, power and influence sure. over like your 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 thoughts. Like, if you go into this movie seeing all these high scores, then you might just be like, oh, man, that was so good. Or, like, people liked it, so I liked it, too. You mm. know, that kind of thing. Or, like... That's right. Listen to us, guys. It sucked. <laughs> Join on our bandwagon. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wonder Woman was fine. The movie was shit. How about that? <laughs> put it, Put that in your Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh <sighs> But this was good. I'm glad we got a chance to chat. <laughs> I'm glad Nathan got a chance to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You feel lighter somehow. It's. it's I. I mean, now I'm starting to feel a bit guilty for for mostly bashing Wonder Woman for like half of the duration of this podcast. <laughs> Even though like there's much more serious things that I should be thinking about. Yeah, my girlfriend <laughs> shaved her head, man. That's that's it's hair. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You're you're. Yeah, the time you spend on Wonder Woman will never come back, mm-hmm. but the hair will come back. I hear. I feel you exactly. It was your idea to watch the movie too, by the way. It was not. <laughs> to watch Wonder Woman? It was not. Yeah, it was. You were like, let's watch Wonder Woman. <laughs> no. It, was, it wasn't my idea. You it was su- a group decision. You suggested it when we were going to send one of our roommates out to the airport. Yeah, but you said you wanted to watch it. Well, I agreed with your suggestion. Uh, you. <laughs> no but way, yeah, dude. That, you're the one who No, 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 no. Like, you're, like, I was ready to watch it on TV. Whatever. It's, let's remember. not play the blame game here. Anyway, yeah, that, was, that also End happened. Of the day. That also happened this week. Yeah, we that lost, was a big one, too. We lost a roommate. A housemate, because she moved away. Because not like she didn't die. Yeah, uh, she, we she went back to Thailand. Shout out to you, Opal. I uh, hope you're doing okay back home. Um, but man, this year just gets darker and darker. It's crazy, man. It's an eventful week. I mean, when we took a week off, it's because we needed it. Holy shit, there's a lot going on. <laughs> but I'm it's just good excited. To be back. I'm just excited for like the new person who's going to move in now. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Could be you. <laughs> That's a weird fucking thought, right? That's a that's. I'm hoping to fill that space ASAP before we release this episode. Now, <laughs> yeah, especially since we have so many hands as to where we live. <laughs> Jesus, it wouldn't take like it, it would take like probably a, a, a very like intermediate detective to find sure. out and find the listing. I, mean, I think it's slightly above advanced, like a semi-advanced. Yeah, exactly. And experienced at least. It's not easy, but it's not difficult. Sure. To find out where we live and eventually move in. Yeah, basically, if one day we came home and I found Nathan tied up to a chair and then someone clocked me in the back of the head and then I waited a while and then I came to, they were like, and they were like, we found you. And like, yeah, that makes sense. I, w- I would say to them. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, we didn't make it difficult. Sounds about right. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, new year, new start. All sure. Yeah. Yeah, well said. <laughs> we'll get into more of it when we do our New Year episode and our holiday episode. The holiday taint, baby. Yay. Yay. But thank you so much for following us. Thank you for listening. If you, for those used to listening, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations, and we love you very much. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful Christmas. We hope you have a very healthy Christmas. We hope you don't get COVID, I guess. 
and uh, we'll see you soon. If you don't have it by now, what's you waiting for? Just jump on there. Just rub it, rub, rub them, the swab test on your face. I don't know. Yeah. How do you intentionally get COVID? Go to the airport, I guess. Ooh. No, I'm going to the hospital right, right now, so. Well, there you go. Here's your opportunity. All right, bye, everyone. Yeah, man, in the same week, I went to the airport and the hospital. It's a wonder I don't have COVID. Hmm. That's a thought that's going to linger. I'm going to touch all the wood in the world <laughs> because fucking, what is it? Korea got a resurgence of COVID. Yeah. So did Thailand. That will be fine. Holy shit. Thailand got a huge one. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It went, it went from like single to triple digits. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Thanks. Stay safe. This, this, uh, the, I mean, what? Hang. What's our next episode? Next week. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or no, a few days. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you then. And what he said. Thanks for the hand. (laughs) It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hand.